Welcome to Men in Charge. I'm Tony Flynn. And I'm Kevin Decker. Welcome once again to a new episode in season 11, the vestigial or who gives a damn season, as we like to call it. This is episode five, and today's episode is One Man's Coffee is Another Man's Virus. And Kevin, this happened to you, didn't it? Give us Uh, the source of this particular title. I think that I was probably discussing the similarity between coffee crystals, which is how you get the best coffee, right? Fresh from the little packet. Fresh from the packet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And viruses, because coffee crystals are neither alive nor inorganic, just like the virus. When you pour hot water into the coffee crystals, then it comes alive, almost like a virus comes alive when it sticks you with its tiny proboscis. So that's the comparison. I always said proboscis, but I was probably wrong. I don't know. I like proboscis because it invites people to complain that you've said it wrong, obviously. Well, the other thing is is it jabs in. It sonically invokes the idea it It expresses. It sounds more like it. But I I think there's a lot of other applications for the concept as well. I mean, uh, it's funny how picky people are about coffee and our experience with COVID, which we've been calling the swine flu here on Men in Charge. And covfefe. And covfefe is, is also true. I mean, you know, some people prefer some viruses over the other, just like some people prefer a macchiato over a latte or something like that. So the room for comparison is boundless, mainly because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and therefore, any connections you make, however preposterous and ungrounded, will be sound. And that's why I asked you, rather than trying to answer the question myself. Exactly. That's probably a good idea. (laughs) Well, that went well. I told you we didn't care about this season. No, we really don't. You know, we used to plan ahead or make notes. Yeah, and big charts on walls. Lines connecting the charts. We consulted experts. That's all off the table. (laughs) As is the comedy. It is. Well, let's move with similar slackness now to a discussion of the uh, upcoming segments. What do we have first, Kevin? Uh, Well, this is a new talk show. If you know me and you don't, because if you do know me, back away, (laughs) man. I love to create talk show settings in physically and mentally uncomfortable circumstances. A long time ago, the listener may remember Trapped Like Rats, for example, which mm-hmm. ran for a few episodes. So Let's Talk Bureaucracy is basically a Kafka novel where people sit down and have a nice cup of uh, tepid tea. Which is liquid dread. So if you've ever imagined yourself turning into a big fat beetle, then you're going to enjoy Let's Talk Bureaucracy today. You'll learn all about how no matter what forms you fill out, you're wrong and you have to go to the back of the line. There will also be lights shining in your face. Next, we have a visit from everybody's favorite walking hellhole, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She presents a commencement address. She thinks it's to Disney University, but it's the Andrew Jackson Middle School (laughs) ninth grade graduation. Marjorie Taylor Greene is like the Mr. Rogers of unpleasantness, (laughs) I think. Yeah. She's the wood screw you step on in your bare feet in the bathroom late at night. And then after that, we're going to wrap up the episode today, as we have been doing this entire season so far. So that's something, consistency, (laughs) with RV Rapture, Chapter 8. And things are getting pretty tense for Fred and Margaret, who are the central characters here, being aided by St. Peter and challenged by the devil to walk a fine line. 
That's right. Remember that uh, Fred and Margaret, during the day, have to drive around in a little Mazda electric car and help stranded motorists. And at night, they live in hell, camping beside Satan's Lake of Fire. But we've introduced new characters, uh, Mr. Cuddles, the demon gerbil, Mm. and his spiritual counterpart, Rupert, the heavenly slug. And the battle for souls has begun. And now, it's the only talk show that dots its own I's and crosses its own T's. Let's talk bureaucracy. Here's your host, Inez Judge. Hello, and it's great to see you here on time for once, audience. Yes, welcome on both sides of the page in triplicate to Let's Talk Bureaucracy. Who's our guest today, announcer? Just a moment, please, Inez. I'm checking over the green list from security at the front gate of the studios. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. It looks like today's guest is known only by the sobriquet K. K? Is that his real name, announcer? No, but a random initial was generated for him to ensure his privacy, Inez. And here he is, K. Hello? Is this the bureaucracy show? I can barely see with these massive stage lights. <laughs> They're not stage lights, Kay. If that isn't your real name, just follow the sound of my voice. Whew, that's better. Yeah, everyone's been calling me Kay since I arrived. So, what should we talk about? Should we talk about why everyone's been calling me Kay when in fact my real name is... <coughs> now, I understand that you haven't filled out form Delta XV stroke 5W for your payment for today's appearance. Yeah, I was told I couldn't fill that out until my identity papers had been fully checked out. Well, our accounts payable department is working as quickly as it can with Information Retrieval Central for that. But let's just get Form Delta XV Stroke 5W out of the way, shall we? Legal name, address, birth date, and sign here, and here, and here, and here, and initial there, and here. There. Now that wasn't so bad, was it? Do you think I might pick up a cashier's check before I leave the studio today? (laughs) Oh, no, 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 Kay. That would send the wrong sort of message, wouldn't it? Would it? I don't know. Would it, Kay? I don't know either. Say, um, I just want to compliment you on your waiting room. Thanks to the hopelessly out-of-date golfing magazines you provide, I was able to catch up on the results of the 1974 Masters Tournament. I'm sorry, which waiting room did you mean? Oh, uh, right. Uh, After I passed through the waiting room where people were waiting to make an appointment... That's waiting room C, where people make appointments to set up an appointment with one of our production team. That was waiting room C? How did I miss A and B? C is the first waiting room, obviously. Well, I was passed along three other waiting rooms after C, and that's where I found the golf magazines, the only slightly stale donuts, and yesterday's coffee. 
Ah, then you are enjoying Waiting Room J. Okay, but how does J come three waiting rooms after C? Well, obviously. What kind of order were you expecting, K? Alphabetical? We've always found alphabeticity to be inefficient here at Let's Talk Bureaucracy. Here. These white papers illustrate why that is the case. Um, I can't read these. Why ever not? I need my reading glasses. They're in the trunk of my Vespa scooter. Well, don't you think that we should read these white papers? Some of them are very good. If I get them, maybe on a commercial break, would I have to go through waiting room C, then the next one, the next one, the next one, and then J again to get back into the studio? I don't know. Do you think you would have to? Well, I assume you work here, so you know about these things? Now, whenever did I say that I worked here, Kay? Well, if you don't work here, then why are you interviewing me? Let's not get sidetracked, Kay. Okay. Could we just stick to the interview itself, please? And now I think it's time that you met your lawyer. Lawyer? Why do I need a lawyer? Here he comes. This is your lawyer, Kay. You can call him Block. Hello, Kay. Hello, but I'm confused. I thought this was a radio interview show. Why would I need a lawyer? Well, if you don't know why you'd need a lawyer, Kay, then you're in bigger trouble than you probably originally thought. I didn't think I was in trouble at all, except for not understanding the waiting room schema. (laughs) What's so funny? I'm sure Block thinks that it's amusing that you've suddenly had a lapse of memory. About needing a lawyer, that is. Okay, look, this makes no sense. This day is not going the way I thought it would. I woke up late since I had called into work sick for this interview. Uh-huh. And then I went for coffee, but I spilled it all over myself when the lid wasn't attached correctly. Yes. And I was too far away from the coffee splotch kiosk when that happened to get another cup. Yep. And then, after a brief loss of memory about what happened next, I found myself at the security gate of the studio. And the rest we know. But I'm sure Mr. Block will be interested in some of your revelations about this morning. Definitely. Look, is, is this some kind of stunt, like candid camera but for microphones? <laughs> <laughs> some kind of stunt. Yes, you could call it that. All right, that's it. I'm leaving. Told you. Perhaps that's exactly what we wanted you to do, Kay. I assume you'll have my check for today's appearance sent to my address of residence. You can assume anything you want, Kay. He'll never guess what's coming for him. And that's how we like it here on Let's Talk Bureaucracy. Announcer? Time's up, listener, for Let's Talk Bureaucracy. Tune in next time when Kay finds himself back here in our studios through a bizarre and unaccountable series of encounters with his own neighborhood bureaucracy. See you then.
You're enjoying the audio bromide, Men in Charge. And now, this. Good afternoon, ladies and parents and, and uh, graduates here at Andrew Jackson Middle School. Uh, I'd like to welcome our commencement speaker, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Well, well, so good to be here at the University of South White. No, the Andrew Jackson Middle School to address those of you with enough credits to graduate. I'd like to thank both President DeSantis and even a member over there of the math department. And of course, all the other students, faculty, alums, and others I see sweating out there in this patriotic American sunshine. Is everybody here? Seems like we may be missing a few rows. Anyway, it certainly is my pleasure to stand up here and offer a few remarks that come more from the heart than from the head. Yeah, oh, also from the gut. So, Anyway, being so close to our southern border, I was actually a bit nervous when I got the invitation to speak before you today. You know, what was stolen elections, unfinished walls, dirty books in all our school libraries, socialism, cross-dressers, Hunter Biden, who knows what else? I mean... Who wouldn't be more than a little gun-shy? Well, not me, not gun-shy, but, well, extra alert. See, I'm always ready. But like all of you, I have an unending faith in martial plans and martial laws. And probably all those marshals out west somewhere keeping laws in order. Like the ones we watched on TV as kids. Though I don't know any of them personally. I hear they do great work. And they vote as hard and mean as they can. Let's see. Where was I going with that? Right, right Uh, uh, so, so, so anyway, any questions so far? No? Well, as I was saying, it really is good to be here in South Florida, despite all your apparently gay neighbors. Can I be frank? I come down here on your request and on your dime, and I must say, half the folks down here don't even speak English. I mean, what's that all about? This morning at the hotel, I ordered coffee from a perfectly nice foreign-looking gentleman who wasn't a very good English speaker at all. And you know what? He claimed he didn't even work at the hotel that he was a guest. 
What are people like that trying to hide? Wonder who he voted for and how often. But to be fair, you have to start somewhere, right? Nothing to be ashamed of working as a waiter. So, uh, uh, so, back to the election. For the life of me, if that election wasn't stolen, why do so many people think it was? Millions of perfectly nice Christian Americans can't be wrong about something as important as that. Right? I don't mean to use up all my time here harping on that one single thing, but since we can't trust our wrongly elected officials to know what's really up, then, well, I don't know. Time to maybe let the marshals sort it out, if you know what I mean. <coughs> well, like I said before, it's a little weird having a university right here in Disneyland World. Wait, sorry. Middle school and Andrew Jackson, too. He knew how to deal with immigration problems, but... Uh, like I was saying to my assistant, aside from the fact that maybe your neighbors around here aren't exactly my type, we have to learn to trust the science, right? And science tells us there are two genders, right? And science tells us there could be other worlds out there with lasers, right? And science tells us that God works in mysterious ways, right? So, here's my point. Thank God we're all here in South Florida enjoying this beautiful sunshiny day, able to openly carry to keep our kids safe from books and having voting machines that tabulates and records correct votes. Thank you very much. God bless America. Thank you. And oh yeah, congratulations to all you Disney or Jackson grads. I'm guessing most of you will eventually move on, you know, to different places. I mean, I guess living around here in fantasy land might be entertaining or something for a while. But you know, the real world, my world, which I can see in my mind, is where it's really at. We'll hold a place for you at our table where men are men, women are women, and what? Uh, never the twain shall meet. What say? Oh, and one more thing. Report your neighbors to the local sheriff's department if you hear them using that gay word. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Opa!
Japan Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. Hop, 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 Gangnam Style. You're listening to Men in Charge, the origin of all memes. Greetings, folks. St. Peter here. Yep, right by the pearly gates. It's time for me to share the latest on Fred and Margaret, our heavenly helpers from the RV crowd. As you should remember, Fred and Margaret and their little dog, Bitsy, died in an RV crash. Now, each day, they're driving all over in their little electric Mazda, helping stranded motorists. At night, they are punished for their dependence on fossil fuel by having to camp around Satan's lake of fire. Margaret now has two familiars, Satan's gerbil on her left shoulder and the heavenly slug, heading for her right. That's all old news for those of you who have kept up with my weekly reports. And if you haven't tuned in every Sunday, well, the Lord does notice these things. For now, I'm going to let you listen in on Fred and Margaret while I finish some paperwork. You may think it's one big party up here on these clouds, but let me tell you, the bureaucracy involved in an organization this big is enough to... Well, never mind. You go ahead while I finish these year-end reports. Fred? Fred? I think Mr. Cuddles wants to stop and get some air. You know, Margaret, that's Satan's gerbil. I really wish you hadn't named him Mr. Cuddles. It just doesn't seem right. Get over it, Fred. You're stuck with me. And when I say I need some air, I need some air. It's not my fault that you have that flatulent shih tzu. You leave Bitsy alone. Fred, be nice. Wait a minute, everybody. Let's just calm down. Just take a deep breath. Fat chance with a dog in the back. I am Rupert, the heavenly slug, bringing peace and harmony to... <sighs> You're nothing more than God's own gastropod, leaving a slime trail of sanctimony everywhere you go. Ew, ew, don't remind me. Last Sunday, he showed up on my leg, and it's taken a whole week for him to get up to my waist. Every time I lean back, the slug gets in between me and the seat. I have to admit, the slime trail is kind of weird. On the contrary, Fred, we not only use slime trails for communication, but they also help us find our way back to the same spot to rest. Plus, it can also help us find potential mates. Mates? As in mating slugs? I do not want to visualize this. 
Well, that's why there are quite a few of us. I think we've heard more than enough on that topic. Oh, Rupert, you're some hot stuff. Looking for some hot stuff, baby, this evening. I need some hot stuff, baby, tonight. <laughs> now, Mr. Cuddles, you leave Rupert alone. Turn off the damn radio. Damn radio. Now we're talking. <laughs> You're setting my little demon horns aglow. All right, everybody. All right. Let's take a break and regroup. St. Peter? St. Peter? A message from God. Whoa, sup, Pete? There's been enough trouble from you, Mr. Cuddles. I'm stepping in. It's time for you to stop. I am the minion of Satan. <laughs> you expect me to stop making trouble? Well, at least take a break. I am the mighty horned gerbil, serving the Dark Lord. I do not take breaks. Wow, look how he whips his tail back and forth when he's mad. Ouch! I never noticed before that Mr. Cuddles has a pointy tail instead of that cute little tuft most gerbils have. Now I have welts all over my neck. Too bad for you, Margaret. Now you carry that mark of the gerbil. I've been trying to tell you. Rupert, hurry up and do your stuff. Don't worry, Margaret. You are in the hands. Well... Maybe not the hands, exactly, of Rupert, the heavenly slug. When I make it up to your shoulder, oh, maybe in a week or two, my saintly slime trail shall soothe your wounds. Wow, that was a close call, folks. Thank goodness Rupert, the heavenly slug, is speeding to Margaret's rescue. Will Rupert's slime trail erase those satanic welts? Or will she carry the mark, mark of the, the gerbil, gerbil for all eternity? Tune in next Sunday when, maybe, Rupert completes his holy pilgrimage from Margaret's waist all the way up to her neck. Tony, I really, uh, really enjoyed today's segments. We have a little bit of time here at the end. So who else from the alt-right is making commencement addresses even as we sleep? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Madison Cawthorn is certainly um, shouting into the wind. Yeah, yeah, Um, that's right. Ted Cruz, I heard, has been invited to Cancun to a high school there (laughs) to— Maybe he won't want to come back. Yeah, maybe he won't come back and we'll all be better off. Yeah, but I'm sure he'll he'll want to come back to um, complain about the latest mass shooting that Democrats are politicizing That's it. That's right. Also, I heard that Matt Gates is actually hitting about 14 high school graduations, <laughs> and he even volunteered to go to the proms. He makes himself with, available as a prom date, as a locker room chaperone. <laughs> Matt Gates is... Um, yeah, there are no gates that he won't try to break down if there's an underage girl nearby. One slippery fellow there, that's yes. for sure. So we hope that you also enjoyed today's RV Rapture and Let's Talk Bureaucracy. And uh, I do want to let you know that as kind of a, a mint on the pillow. A squashed mint A on squashed the mint. Uh, K from Let's Talk Bureaucracy never did get his cashier's check 
for appearing on the program. That's <laughs> going to be yet another thing that he's going to have to go to his local office and civil service <laughs> office and figure out. But don't tell him that. No. Because then he won't persist in trying to get it. Yeah. And that's the fun. Kevin, it's time for you to thank our cast. Thanks for tuning in today to One Man's Coffee is Another Man's Virus on Men in Charge. We'd like to thank Nancy Roth, Jody Stewart-Strobel, Scott Herrick, Kevin Decker, Tony Flynn, Ann Porter, Rennie Yarrow, and Davis Hill. We'd like to thank our writers for today, Scott Herrick, Ann Porter, and Kevin Decker. We'd also like to thank The Bad Plus for our theme song, Seven Minute Mind. We'd also like to thank the four who claim to be seven because they get more paychecks that way. Carrie Boyce, Vern Windham, Nancy Roth, Nisha Schramm, Savannah Esty, and the only man who accepts free haircuts from strangers, Brian Lindsay. 